Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fergoso, 49ers beat writer for Sacktown Sports 1140. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, my producer, my friend. I love that I get to call him my friend, one of my <laughs> colleagues from work, Nate Littlefield. Nate, how you doing, man? Oh, man. I'm so happy you can call me your friend as well. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Uh, not, uh, uh, I'm doing well. I didn't answer your initial question, but how are, how are you living the dream, man? I just had some lunch, had some tacos. Good time. Oh yeah. Celebrating um, Cinco de Mayo a day late, but I yeah, guess, well, I mean, day celebrate late. that any day of the year. I, Hey man, I'm Hispanic. I can do it any, any day I want. Viva. That's true. Viva. <laughs> anyway, but we're not here to talk about Cinco de Mayo. We are here to talk about the 49ers, the red and gold who mm-hmm. had a very interesting draft over a week ago. Um, they'd be wrapping up. The second one be wrapping up right around now, the time we're recording Saturday, May 6th, I believe. Yes, May 6th. Um, they wrap up in the second round right about now. And just kind of a, a week out to look at different uh, topics and, 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 and such. How do the Niners grade out and all that stuff? But before we get there, we, we got to start with the NFL, right, Nate? Of course, we have to. Yeah, we got to start with some general topics and – and one of those topics, the big, big kahuna, which happened right before the draft started, was Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. Re-signing mm-hmm. a deal, uh, the largest guarantee, the largest contract uh, in NFL history, five years, $260 million, I believe, was the uh, final number, $185 million guaranteed, uh, $72 million signing bonus at the time with an $8 million contract in his first year. Um, it's a massive win for Lamar. It's a massive win for Lamar because – and the Ravens. And the Ravens, too. Yeah, Obviously. It's a, yeah, it's a win-win yeah. situation for both. But even more so for Lamar because he doesn't have an agent. So he gets yeah. all of that money. And yeah. that's impressive. I'm very curious to see after this whole, uh, I mean, this whole process of him getting a contract. It was kind of one of the more grueling ones for a quarterback in, in recent memory. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if the trend of no agent is going to ramp up or slow down. It'll be very uh, peculiar to see what happens with mm-hmm. that trend. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it will mean no agent to agent. Who knows? It, it really depends on who you have in your support team because I don't think Lamar did this by himself. Oh, no. You can't do something yeah. like this by yourself. I think he had a lot of family members. His, I, I believe his mother was involved. I don't remember exactly, but I believe there were a couple people involved in his life. There might have been an uncle or two. I know there was that weird – um, that weird kind of rumored tweet that his uncle was calling NFL teams or something like that. It was a weird thing. Um, but there were definitely people in his corner helping him with this deal, helping him negotiate uh, the, the specifics. But I, I think agents are still very valuable, especially in pro sports. I, I think they help you get uh, – if you don't know how to brand yourself, it helps you brand and get more exposure uh, out there. But I think for guys like Lamar who are megastars, I, I think you are right there. Now, I, I think that – maybe they don't need an agent because they're such big stars already. They didn't know how to market themselves. Yes. Yeah. But good for Lamar, mm-hmm. you know, uh, exciting stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just, it's, I'm baffled. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm baffled because I really thought Lamar was going to get traded. I really thought Lamar was going to sign another contract with someone else. I thought that they, they had screwed, screwed the pooch as they say. Yeah. Um, with with, the, with this situation because it all stems back to in January and December when he had that knee issue um, and not wanting to play. It really felt not kind of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Right? It felt really Kawhi Leonardy with the Spurs yeah. um, back in the day. And I just I, – I didn't know how this was going to go because Lamar is such a – I don't want to say eccentric person, but he's a different cat. He's a different kind of cat. And Lamar really values loyalty. 
And I feel like the, the Ravens kind of, I don't know if they crossed it, but they, they kind of drew a line in the sand. Lamar wasn't too thrilled with that. Yeah, I mean, it's cliche, but it's a business. But that Kawhi um, comparison you just made, very good comparison. As soon as you said uh, his uncle was getting involved, of course he had that workout guy getting involved. We don't really know what happened with that. Lamar yeah. claims that uh, that it was something unrelated. He was calling teams about, but what, whatever. Uh, Kawhi also had a lot of family influence too with his uh, – contract i believe honestly it was his uncle maybe yes, it was his dad that was yeah that was uncle like, dennis uncle dennis. yeah involved yeah so that that's always that's always uncomfortable i i always thought like you know when i thought i was going to be in the nfl or nba or whatever you know when i was going to be a superstar yeah uh i was always uh thinking like my parents if they just they just have to be quiet i'll give them everything they want and just don't get involved i always think of a as Kings fans too, Marvin Bagley's dad, he was oh, always God. involved. Just, oh, yeah, that that's always a messy situation when the parents get involved. It, 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 it's never, they're all like, of course they're going to be so biased towards the player. It's their child. So it's, it's just, it's just going to start problems. It's nasty because one, Marvin wasn't very good. And two, his dad thought he would, should be starting for some weird reason. Yeah. And then uses Twitter to just berate people. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad yeah, nothing like that happened with Lamar. Uh, it's yeah. good to see. But, yeah, so moving on from uh, our guy, uh, who we wish was a 49er, um, <laughs> talk about a couple moves made in the league. Mm-hmm. We had a stupid move, but it's, I mean, not shocker, but the Jets signed Randall Cobb. They wow. Him, they, uh, great. It's not, yeah. So he just follows him around. Uh, Aaron Randall needs Cobb, his guy. I, I just, Aaron should, like, host, like, a seminar, how to get your guys paid. Because he has figured out a way to get yeah. his. I mean, they, they signed Alan Lazard be, for, just because they wanted to please Aaron. Alan yeah. Lazard is getting paid like forty million dollars over four years, and he was not that good at production. Work. Like, they didn't need another wide receiver. They had like three of them already. And they had to trade other wide receivers just to get Aaron's guys in the building. And now they have it's, a yeah. Now they have a situation with Corey Davis. He's a ten million dollar non guaranteed contract this year. They're probably going to cut him. it's a it's a locker room situation obviously it's a it's a pleasing Aaron Rodgers you know and that that's what he's wants uh so you gotta I I mean as the Jets it's 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 a small compromise I'd say to uh if if they really think they're a Super Bowl caliber team which I believe they do think that and uh Curious to see if this is another 2022 yeah. Broncos situation, Russell Wilson. <laughs> but I, I guess we'll I, find out. I think Aaron's better than that. And then one quick one quick note, though, I got to mention, because I want to see if you can get this right. Randall okay. Cobb's in the league for a long time, right? We've known about Randall Cobb for a long, long time. Uh-huh. How old do you think Randall Cobb is? Well, first of all, he looks young. He's a, He looks like a young guy, sure. uh, in my opinion. Okay. Um, oh, God. I started. I started. He was the 2011 draft. Yeah. Man, I remember drafting him his rookie year in fantasy football. (laughs) Uh, I think that was the first year I played. No. Wow. Um. I'll say he's 34. You're close. He's 32. Oh, okay. Nice. He's he's 32 though, and has been the league for 10 years. Yeah, remarkable. Crazy, like remarkable, crazy, and he probably doesn't have a ton of miles on him. Yet, like beat up wise, he didn't. T- uh, 
He's been in the league for a long time. I would say he's got a good amount of miles on him, at least. But I'd say from how for how long he's been in the league, he hasn't taken yeah, not yeah. like Julio Jones taking a beating, or obviously he's not that st- star caliber player. But yeah, I mean, just something that happened. Not that important, but I mean, he has over seven uh, seventy five hundred yards receiving, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, he has fifty three touchdowns. Uh, he's played one hundred fifty five games. Those definitely most of those came. I'd assume in that front half of his career. Yeah, they must have carried the front half, yeah. obviously. But um, it's still kind of cool to see. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, real quick, another thing around the league. Again, yeah. not super important. Nick Foles was released by the Colts. I think it would be more important if this was pre-draft, if this was two months ago. Yeah. Uh, for the Niners, this doesn't mean anything now. It could have meant something when we're trying to figure out our QB situation. But – Apparently, uh, Sam Darnold is the greatest thrower of the football of all time, according to Mr. Matt Mayoko. So I, I'm I'm happy we have Sam Darnold if he's this good. You want to start there with the Niners stuff? We can start right there. With yeah, that. let's go around the league. I don't think there was a uh, not 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 much else this yeah. week. Um, I just uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, in terms of the Colts stuff though. There there are three quarterbacks: Gardner Minshew, Andy Richardson, obviously. Or, and then Sam Ellinger. That's mm-hmm. their three quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's hard as the Minshew show until uh, until further notice, until Richardson's ready to go. Um, but now let's get to the main course here. It's 49ers. And you met, you mentioned a second ago Sam Darnold. Um, I, I can't believe Mayoko said this. And Mayoko, <laughs> I really can't. I can't believe Mayoko said it. And Mayoko had to clarify himself because Twitter blew a gasket. Uh, yeah. to be frank, they they lost their minds. He knew uh, when he was saying it too. If you listen to the quote, he like yeah. prefaces himself. He's like, "I can't believe I'm about to say this." Yeah. And then uh, I think it was it was on the game. It was on ninety five seven, right? He said that. Yeah. And they they just go into some jokes after. Like, what about that? Uh, wasn't there like some other guys that that the Niners had that were pretty good? And yeah, they there was some levity to it, and it was definitely a headline grabbing situation. But yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, it, no it was definitely shocking. I just look. Matt doesn't say anything if, unless there's smoke there, right? Matt doesn't say anything unless there's actual smoke there. And what I had kind of got the feeling towards all off season, and I had heard these reports, and I kind of dismissed him because I thought that was kind of bull jive, frankly, was that Sam Darnold is leading the clubhouse for number one quarterback right now with per, with Purdy hurt. He's lead, he's leading the clubhouse. And I thought, how is this possible? The guy isn't in the playbook yet. He's been there a month, maybe. You know, he's just starting phase two of workouts. How is this possible? Well, you see him at at uh, you see him <laughs> out and about at Warriors games with George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, Dapp and yeah. Thompson. And then you start to think, what? you're shooting webs at Spider Man. Did you see that? Oh, that's right. He was shooting webs. Yeah, at that's crazy that they were. And George Kittle's just like, because like, what are they gonna do? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was that was I, very I, funny. The reason why I bring this up is because there is definitely smoke there that Sam Darn is leading the clubhouse. Do I think he wins it out? No, I don't. I think Trey Lance wins out. I really do. Mm-hmm. But do I think it's going to be hard as heck? Yeah, because Sam Darn's actually a competent quarterback to the for the most part. I think he's competent. I just think he's been in a bad system because Matt Rule was not a good NFL coach. Yeah, and Steve Wilkes, who is now a 49er, was his former interim coach at Carolina. Bless his soul, but he's not the best offensive mind in the game. He's a defensive fronted guy. Now Sam's got Kyle. Sam's got Brian Greasy. You know, Sam's got plethora of guys there. More, way more weapons than he's ever had in his life. 
He's got Christian McCaffrey again. I think it could work out very nicely for him if he has to play this year. Now, will he play all the games? Who knows? You never know with these quarterback, with the quarterback situation. But it's definitely truth-telling there when the, when a guy like Matt Mayoko says he's the best thrower the 49ers have ever had. Yes. Yes, it is. There, I mean, unless it's, you know, the Niners. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, That's not blowing smoke. Just to blow yeah. smoke. This is not a Grant Cohen situation. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, okay. this yeah. is not this is yeah. not for clickbait. I don't want to. I don't want to start guy. with. I don't want to start with that guy. Yeah, that's uh, not a clickbait situation. To clear up the quote, too, I just I don't think we said it word for word, but the quote was: "Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower of the football the 49ers have ever had." Yeah, and Matt Mayoko did write an article, uh, kind of clearing up the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the statement he made because he's not one to make statements like that, like you're saying. Nope. So, uh, you know. Give that article a quick read. He posted that yesterday. Um, but also, Frank Gore is like a yes. assistant GM for the 49ers now, which is great. Like, I know everyone loves Frank Gore. It's just weird that that's that's a, he was in the draft room, if I'm not mistaken. He was, yeah. Yeah, so, that, so he, yeah. He's he's a he's one of the guys. I yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. Look, look, the Niners have been pretty open about this. Is that they're willing to let play, former players come back. And have have their say if they really want to learn the GM spot of it. I mean, John Lynch is an example of this. He was a, a safety in, in, in the NFL and then got into being a general manager and now is a GM of the 49ers. You know, got into got into these roles because of his former playing career. Well, he he did his time on on air too. I mean, the, you, I did. think you learn a lot from. Uh, I I don't know if people. I I've seen it on a light level working with uh, guys that call games for uh, like Sac State and UC Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prep that goes into that well, is pretty is. insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just shout out Jason Ross, Scott <laughs> Marsh. Um, the prep that goes into that is pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, I know G-Man too with the Kings. Um, the the knowledge you have to have on like obscure players and your team specifically, if, if that's what you're doing. But, uh, you know. Obscure players on the other team, everywhere. The the knowledge, the player knowledge, the IQ you need to have is, is immense. So mm-hmm. that that I think is something John Lynch probably helped you know shoot him up into the yeah. level he's at uh, of a G, GM status right now. Yeah, it's all about knowledge and just kind of willingness to learn with with, with this role, especially. You got it's it's a learning process to become a general manager, become front office, all this stuff. But excuse me. Um, it, it it Frank wants to be a part of it, and the Niner John Lynch mentioned this in his pressers. Frank wants to be a part of this stuff. He wants to kind of learn this stuff, and they're very willing to let let Frank learn and let him t- you know take part. They're not giving him a final say. Yeah, but I think I'm sure Frank, he doesn't want that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Frank 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 has absolutely a football mind and absolutely understands prospects. His son is it, it goes to Missouri is a running back, a great running back in his own right. Um, probably going to be drafted. So I believe he's going to be drafted. Uh, next year, I believe is, is his, his year to come out. Um, but there is one one note here from Mayoko I want to mention because he clarified in that article you mentioned, and it was from Frank Gore. He said um, when they were at the local pro day, right? Then I tell a local pro day for for a lot of players before the draft, a lot of regional talent, all this stuff. Frank was there. Frank said, "Keep an eye on on, on Sam Darnold." Yes, he did. He said, "Keep keep an eye on Darnold." He predicted that Darnold would stand out during organized team activities and training camp. So far, it seems like that is the case. 
that he is doing well learning the playbook. It's a complex playbook. It's not easy to learn. It's going to take him all summer to learn it. Guaranteed. Okay. McCaffrey's still learning. He went back to ground zero. That's how difficult it got. And he went to Stanford. So he's smart. Well, Sam went to USC, also very smart school. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a tough playbook to learn. It takes a lot of months and time. But the early indications are that Sam Darnold's doing a good job, and there are guys like Frank Gore who are telling reporters, hey, keep an eye on Sam. He might surprise you. So that's where we're at with him. Yeah, uh, just Frank, it's good to have you in the building, man. It's good to see you. It's good to see you around. <laughs> Frank and, and Joe. You know, Frank and wish, Joe. wish we could have won him a ring. Uh, I was just talking with someone yesterday how it's uh, Jerry Rice is just at every game. And it's like, yeah, he should. He, it's great. He Let him run on the field every game. He's a man. He's he, a man. He's throwing passes to, to, to receivers. He's in yeah. Jerry. Like, like Jerry can do whatever he wants. Jerry owns that place. Yeah, Jerry, and that's fine. That's great. You want to know why uh, Jerry's so loved by the people and loved by the players? Jerry's not sitting in, in, in a suite. Uh, near, near near press row. No, no, no. No, he's getting. He has on the field tickets, pretty much, right there on the field, rain or shine. He is on the field, pretty much. Okay, and his dedication. And you know, you know, he's got one hand. One hand, he's got a drink. I think I don't know if it's cognac and coke, Jack and Coke. I don't know. It's a dark cup. Uh, but Jerry is just having fun. He's the man. He's, he's the, the man. man. And you know what? He's the best football player of all time. So he, re- he, he kind of whatever he, he wants. He well, that's. It's for the, he's the best wide receiver of all time, for sure. I said what I said. I know what you said. I understand <laughs> what you said. I don't know if I agree. He's the best wide receiver of all time, 100%. Yeah. He's, well, a goat rece- he's the goat receiver. You know, I, got, dude, I think we all know by now there's some bias leaking in, so whatever. It's. I'm, I'm sorry. I like Brady. I do. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, other, so, other yeah. do we want to talk real quick uh, the – 49ers are getting some flack for drafting a kicker, which is expected, drafting a kicker in the third round. Uh, John Lynch came out today, actually. Uh, this this was written today. I don't know if he said this today. He didn't say it today. Uh, yeah, it was on Thursday on KNBR. Yeah. Mur- Murph and Mac, he said uh, he thought that other teams were trying to get in front of him, and it mm-hmm. seems as though that is valid with was what valid. the Patriots did. So if they wanted their guy, they got their guy. Teams will forget. Uh, everyone, fans will forget they took him in the third, most likely, if he's a good player. If he's bad, it'll be another story. Uh, yeah. But I have no indication of that this this was a bad pick. People love Jake Moody. Uh, people, or last week we were talking about Rich Eisen. Almost breaking down in tears talking about how much he loves his guy from Michigan. So he's a Michigan guy. He's gonna love all Michigan guys. Mm-hmm. He also loved the Ronnie Bell pick. I mean, loved the Ronnie Bell pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Jake Moody, I did a I did a post draft grade the, the, yesterday. Actually, put that out there for the Niners, and I gave I gave them the Moody selection a C plus. The reason why it wasn't because a player isn't talented. They don't need a kicker, nothing like that. They need a kicker. They needed one. It was just taking a a, a kicker in the third round, essentially. That that goes against every draft moral I have, but the what did you give the Raiders for taking Janikowski? I forgot where they get where they took him. First I round, I wasn't alive. You weren't alive when Sebastian Janikowski was drafted in like two thousand one. Maybe I was. I was one. Yeah, but what did you? Uh... <laughs> honestly, what I didn't a... remember. Honestly, I didn't remember that he was drafted in the first round. I was one. Uh-huh. Am I stupid? Am I? Uh, I know, but what? What? Okay, what would you give that pick though? 
What would, what would I give Sebastian Janikowski that pick? Yeah, first round. Yeah, I, I do. Okay. Yeah, He's I one would, of only three. I would say they're out of your mind. <laughs> okay, okay. I just wanted to check in because I know you're a big Raiders fan. I just had to I am. A, I'm a big Raider. Yeah. First of all, his first year was 2000, the year I was born. Okay. Just <laughs> um, checking. Just anyway, checking. Whatever. whatever. Sebastian Kemp <laughs> is one of the greatest kickers of all time. One of the I greatest know. kickers of all time. I know. And it, longevity. You don't think a kicker forever. in the first round. Okay. Okay. I don't, care the if I don't care if he's God himself. You don't think a kicker <laughs> in the first round. I'm sorry. You I might don't. take God in the first round, honestly. But that's why I'm not a GM. John Lynch, I, if you want to bring me in the office and teach me too, I I'd never, love to learn. I could never take a kick in the first round. So the third, the reason why I gave that that grade um, a C plus is because it's just, it's just a selection. I would have rather taken a kicker in the fifth round. But Niners know what they're doing, and clearly the Patriots wanted a kicker because they went and got one in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So I don't. The reason why I didn't give it a lower grade is because Jake Moody is the best kicker in the draft, and he was very clearly the best kicker in the draft. I mean, the guy has a cannon for a leg; he kicked seventy yarder. Like, that's impressive. You know what I'm saying? That is impressive. It's just his accuracy needs to improve. And accuracy doesn't always translate to the NFL. So we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for the kid. He's got the Robbie Gold endorsement. But it felt like a reach. And that also is kind of the Niners draft a little bit. You know who probably loved this pick? I haven't checked, but uh, Mr. Pat McAfee. Uh, it was oh, his yeah. birthday this week, too. We'll give him a little shout out. I know yeah, he's This week, too. Congrats to him. Yeah. Wait, what? He did what? He had, he had his kit this week. His wife. Oh, I didn't know that. They had wow, their busy week for Pat. Yeah, I believe like yesterday or the day before. Dang, uh, congratulations nice. to Mr. Pat McAfee as well and, and the McAfee's. <laughs> Shout uh, out, Pat. We know you're. We know you're listening. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of Moody, man, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Um, you know, there was a quote that came out from Jim Harbaugh yesterday that Barrows put out, um, and he asked him, you know, what can you? What are three things you can count on in life? Death, taxes, and Moody. Okay. taxes and jake moody they love this dude they love this dude so i'm really excited to see what happens i really am uh they might have a good one and if and if he turns out to be a stud kicker they got the, they got him for the next decade well let's move on to the undrafted guys because kind of all the moves are wrapping up here um yep. for the for the niners for their off season uh there was a pretty viral video that came out uh isaiah winstead with a crazy one-headed catch. Uh, there's a little highlight uh, reel. Um, I believe he tweeted out. Um, he just had an insane catch. So he is the Niners. I don't know if that grabbed their eye or what. They probably have their eye on everybody. Yeah. But they ended up snagging him. What, what do you think about that move? It's a good move. I went. I watched that tape as well. I've, I watched a couple things. I went through a little bit of film with him. Um, he moves really well for being six foot four. Like he moves incredibly well. People can kind of compare him to Calvin Johnson. I don't know if Megatron's an appropriate comparison for anyone because that's Megatron, but um, he moves really, really well. And I think that's, that's important for a guy. He gets really in and out of his breaks at a crisp rate. He knows how to catch the ball. He doesn't catch it with his body, catch it with his hands. That was one of the problems I had with Quentin Richards or Quentin Johnson um, from TCU this year is that he didn't do a lot of hand catching caught with his chest. And that's the opposite of Winstead. He kind of does a lot of things right. And he had 88 catches for uh, over 1,000 yards receiving, 329 yards of yak, per ca- of yak and uh, six touchdowns, only three drops, 130 targets. Three drops, 130 targets. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just watching his, his highlights right now as we speak. And, uh, yeah, 6'4", 210, he's a big guy, definitely a, a hand catcher. 
mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely. Um, he's great, great off the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah. Great, great footwork. Um, just another guy to battle in camp just to move up the, uh, you, you know, iron sharpens iron, but, but being as, honest, as we like to say. If, if I'm being honest, Niners faithful should be very excited about this guy because if he performs well and he and he gets the invite back for uh, for training camp, I would not be surprised to see him beat out Danny Gray. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't either at this point. I know I know the Niners are not one to value draft pick. They uh, they need a it. guy like this though. That's why. They need a big body guy like this and go up at high point. Ayuk, yeah. that's not Ayuk's game. That's not Debo's game. You know, that's their their best high point guy is George Kittle. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, Juwan Jennings as well. What's what's George Kittle's vertical? I, I feel like he doesn't jump very high. I couldn't tell you what it is, but he gets up there and makes catches, so I can't be mad at that. Yes. Yeah, um, oh, man, we didn't even talk about the Brock Purdy eight weeks thing. Oh, I'm just realizing we'll that. that we'll now. get to that in a second. We'll okay. That. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're, yeah, well, let's finish up. What's some more uh, undrafted guys? Yeah. Jack Coletto, uh, the fullback quarterback linebacker, tight end extraordinaire from Oregon state. This guy is exactly what the Niners are looking for in terms of like versatility. They love versatility, especially on offense and Coletto can do a bit of everything. Okay. He played quarterback at Oregon state, he played linebacker, tight end special teams. I mean, he can tackle. He can tackle. He's a fullback. Yeah. That's what you want, man. You want, want guys that can do everything. Maybe he's the backup to Hughes check this year. Who knows? Maybe he's just on the practice squad. I would not be surprised to make the practice squad because he's a multi-talented athlete. He's an athlete. Kind of like Taysom Hill, you know, a little Taysom Hill action there. Um, Niners would love to have a Taysom Hill. They really would. Every yeah. team would. I don't know if every – not everyone runs that kind of style, but the Niners certainly run that true, style. Yeah, that's true. He's just having someone that makes sure – I guess, I was about to say offense, but your team unpredictable like that is just – when he's out there and you're just not confused, but it's just another element to be like, oh, what is this guy going to do out here? Yeah, I mean, he won he won the Horong Award last year for his play at a tailback and fullback. Um his his sats won't impress you because he did so many different things that he didn't have to. He never did one thing for a long time, so his stats aren't going to be impressed with anyone really in terms of like sure quantity, but just the spread out ability and the versatility that he has is what makes him so special, and why Jack Coletto, who has a cannon of an arm, could be used very much so by Kyle Shanahan this offense next year. Mm-hmm. Um, other other guys to, to look out for, I would say, oh. Oh, oh, lineman Joey Fisher. He played D two. Um, it was really good in D two. Was that the that was the first move they made? Right? One of the first moves. Yeah, it was Joey Fisher. Yeah. Um, he he looks good. I I I. The Niners need to bring in some offensive line depth to challenge, especially for rookies. Um, because as much as we like Burford and Banks last year, there are areas they can improve on. Um, as much as we like Colton McKibbs and want to see him succeed. We don't know if he's the starting right tackle yet. We got to see. It's a big prove it year for him. Jake Brendel, he got his contract. Is he going to be the center for the long for for long term? Is he going to you know have an encore performance? These are all questions we got to answer this year with this offensive line. Feliciano too, yeah. Feliciano, I'm telling you, man, will start some games. I'm telling yeah. you, this dude is good. Joe Joe Fel- John Feliciano is good. We got to get those sticky notes going. That's got to be one of your sticky notes for uh, end of yeah. season recap. Yeah, I forget we'll- what I said. I feel like I said something stupid. Do, do we want to do we, we want to start the sticky notes now, or do you want to start before the season? We'll start it. We'll start it closer to the season, but we yeah. will do it. We will do it. We will. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have like a whole segment on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But um, yeah, there, there are a couple guys to look out for. Um, but but Winstead and Fisher and Coletto are definitely three that I would look out for right now if you're the 49ers okay. fans or 49ers in general. Okay, well, uh, kind of a shorter episode this week. Not a, not a whole lot going on, but it was it did come out uh, again mm-hmm. Thursday. Was that the same? John Lynch said with the same episode yeah. of Murph and Mac. It, it, it was a busy Thursday. Yeah. Sure. So Brock Purdy is, I guess every every week it's like he's good. He's not good. He's just going to take forever. He's going to be back soon. It's back and forth. It's a roller coaster. Up down up down. But now John Lynch comes out and he says that Brock Purdy is towards the end of week eight. Yes. So this will be starting week nine of his 12 weeks until he can start throwing. Uh-huh. So that puts him in July, early July. He can start late June. He can start June. throwing early June, June. June. Early, early June, early June. So oh, it's a 12 week mark. 12 week yeah. mark is the mark. And we're, he, we're going into week nine. He is on track. He's looking good, I guess. I mean, on track, yeah. whatever that means. I don't <laughs> at this point. I don't. I don't really know what on track is because I feel like there's been a lot of conflicting information, a lot of talking heads when it comes to this. Who's going to be quarterback? Last week, I made the prediction that Brock Purdy is the 49ers quarterback right now. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a prediction. What, 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 is that, what do you mean right now that he's on the roster? What does that mean right now? Well, I was asked last week by by a friend who's the 49ers. I think we talked about this on the show too. Who's the 49ers quarterback right now? And I just said Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy's the guy right now uh, that the Niners have. That has, I mean, obviously with this whole Sam Darnold being the best quarterback of all time, coming at that news coming out this week, I guess that's changed. Um, <laughs> you know, but I still believe Brock's the guy. Um, I'm rocking Brock. Is Brock. The guy. Uh, Brock you is know, the leader in the clubhouse. If you talk to John Lynch, Brock is the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, the it's, sooner it's he gets back, the sooner he gets back, the happier I will be, the happier the 49ers will be. Maybe Darnold and Lance won't be as happy, but they're not going to express it because they're professionals, and that's how the Niners are. So yeah. good for Brock. I don't know if you have much to say on this. No, I, I got some things to say. Okay. Because uh, um, I, I, I wrote, I wrote the, the, the report on this. Um. I listened to the and I listened to the tape. They are still cautiously optimistic that Brock Purdy will be able to go week one. They are preparing for him to miss up to week four. Okay. I will just say that. Um, with Brock though, he is on track. He is on schedule. He is in there working out as we speak, doing strength and conditioning stuff, trying to get his arm better range of motion, trying to build up strength before he starts throwing in early June, which is the timeline right now. Now his massive quads aren't hurt. He can squat still. Yes, he can. He can still do all the Bosa, like baby Bosa. Just, just don't touch the arm. Just don't yeah. touch the arm. Just kind of the whole thing. Um, but yeah, so week twelve is the inflection point they're calling it of when they can figure out where he is going to be at going into the next season. So we don't know for sure what is going to happen in terms of what his timeline is. We think it's still going to be this. It could be. It could change. It could be sooner. It could be later. Sooner is much more unlikely than later. But. I still think week one is a very good target date for him, and I think that's absolutely in the realm of possibilities that could happen here, especially considering he's not wearing a brace anymore. He's showing good range of motion. I mean, he even had high fives with random people at a Giants game like two, three weeks ago. That, that's a good sign. You know, it might be a small thing, but it's a good sign for his recovery because if he didn't feel comfortable t- with his arm, he wouldn't let people touch it. Yeah. 
And so I, I especially I think, like fan or at, yeah. at a Giants game. Someone could high five you hard. You don't know. You know. Yeah. I don't know, but he 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 looks comfortable. Okay. Did you did you see the video like a day or two ago of him at Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I didn't. He's out there serving food to the community on like. A oh, he's making wings. burgers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. didn't see the video. I knew he did that though. Yeah, and I heard they yeah, were yeah. pretty good. So I did too. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. put a beat ups for the burgers, but I don't know. No, beat ups makes too much, too many items. Don't get me started on beat ups. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be there tonight if I wasn't going to Country in the Park, yeah. um, watching them fights. Um, but um, no, with Brock, let's wrap this up real quick. Brock, um, Brock's at a good spot. Okay, everything you're hearing from the Irish is a good spot. It mm-hmm. still cautious optimism because they don't know for sure what's going to happen here. It could all go well. There could be some swelling. You just don't know what the doctors are going to say. I think, though, that he's going to be on track. To start, um, to start week one is possible. And I think his return around the end of training camp is 100% in the realm of possibilities and probably what's going to happen here. So good news for the 49ers on that front. We're happy to hear it. Cautiously, op- cautiously optimistic. That's how I operate as a fan every day of my life. I'm yeah. cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. So if, if the Niners are too, then you know we're equals in this battle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it for the. That's about the, it. That's about it. Niners news to cover right now, really. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we got 30 minutes in. There is a slower <laughs> week, except for that that yeah. Thursday, like you said. You got, you know, yeah, a lot. we got to yeah. start getting John Lynch on. In in Sacktown, Sacktown Sports. Look, that is above my pay grade. Unfortunately, that is not my call. I've, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll make I'll some make calls. Better. I've already kind of given my list of people that they should bring on oh, for next year. The partnership. I was giving a couple people. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. One one, one one more one more thing. Okay. Um, before we before we log off here, I want a, a special uh, I guess shout out. I don't know if I should say remembrance. Um. You don't know him, but he was very near and dear to my heart. Someone that I went to school with um, at the Cronkite School, Walter, Walter Cronkite School in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, one of my professors, Mark A. Rita, uh, passed away last night. Oh, um, wow. I'm sorry. And so I just wanted to just shout, I guess, remembrance and shout out to him. He was one of my kindest professors I had um, at Arizona State, uh, got me involved in video production at the school. And just was a generally really nice person. So while I wasn't there to mourn him at a funeral, I won't be in Arizona anything like that. I wanted to dedicate this, I guess, portion at the end here uh, to him and just kind of, I guess, ask you, Nate, were there people um, at UC Davis that, that professors that really stood out to you that really had an impact on you? Uh, not, uh, not exactly. Kind of. Yeah. I had some, actually, you know what? Yes. There was one professor specifically, professor Smith. He, he was a, uh, he was, I went to school for digital media and, uh, he was a producer. He worked on a bunch of films and he was inspiring to me. So yeah, I can't, I, you know, I had to think about it for a sec, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that it it is, that that's terrible to hear. Yeah, and I, I, he lost his battle with cancer, unfortunately. Um, and uh, I just wanted to wish him and his family the, the, the best wishes here on this pod at the end here, and that we're we're all thinking of him and all the people that you know uh, helped us along in this journey, getting to here and and continue to help us going along this path in journalism and just kind of in life in general. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, and uh, you know he helped you get to where you at to to this conversation right now. Yeah, know? yeah. So. Yeah, he's one again, one of the you. nicest, kindest people I, I I met I met at school, professor wise, and uh, 
yeah, just it's heartbreaking to hear stuff like this happen, and it just makes you remember that life is so is so short. Yeah. Um. And so we got to live it to the fullest. And so, uh, with with that being said, though, uh, thank you for listening to the, Re- the Return of the Empire podcast. Um, we're on every single week, me and Nate Littlefield, and uh, we'll keep ramping up pods as we get close to the season. Might take a week or two off going into the early summer, just because there's not a lot to talk about. You know, it's it's, it's kind of a deader period right now. It's a lot quieter. Uh, rookie mini camp does start next week, though, so be on the lookout for that uh, for content at Sacktown Sports. Uh, Nate, do you got anything coming up on your end? I'm just putting out content, man. I'm just putting out videos and just just check out Sacktown Sports, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. I, you know, you'll all this stupid stuff. I that's me putting it out. So give that a like, please support support my endeavors. Like all of his Kings content on the on the Instagrams. That's yes. all Nate right there. That's yes. Nate doing Nate things. Yes, hopefully it'll be Niner stuff this year. You better, better should be. Yeah, yeah, should be. Hopefully they put me in training camp with you or do something. I would love to have video with me. I would love, love to do it. it. I, I would love to do it. Well, I would love it. You don't understand, dude. We could talk. Good. We'll 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 yeah. get into it. We, we we'll get some sticky it. notes going. Get some sticky notes going. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yes. But, right. with, but with that being said, thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend, y'all. And uh, yeah, stay safe, stay dry. Have a good one.